The following is a hoop bowl presentation. All right, welcome in, guys. Welcome to the Hoop Ball Celtics Podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host today, Patrick Lounsbury. You can also find me on Twitter at Ballin Opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N I O N S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Hoop Ball Celtics for anything that you want to know about the Celtics related content. We also put out our shows onto Twitter as well as YouTube now. So you can find us on YouTube and Twitter. All right, guys, we, we bounce back here with a 118-102 to 102 commanding victory against uh, the Houston Rockets. I know that's not the most impressive win, but there were still some a lot of good things that happened in this game that I would like to point out. And we'll also be going over some, some bad things that I did see and, and slip into this game and get some final thoughts on the, on the whole thing. And you know, we're just going to break it down today. So going into tonight's game, Boston is 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Houston is 2-8, and eight, so two teams that are really not on the right path. The only difference is that the Houston Rockets aren't really pushing for a playoff spot. It seems like it looks like they're going to be a lottery team, and the Celtics over here were a team that just was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So seeing them at this point of the season is definitely devastating for the fan base, but they, they really bounced back in this one. This is the second time these teams have met where the Celtics actually beat them back in February of 134-107 to 107 in a very commanding victory. So no surprise there that they, they were able to take care of business again. Um, going into this game, I was just looking for the energy and effort level on both sides of the ball. And also just wanted to make sure that the ball movement kept up. And, you know, the, I, I'm going to go into some good things and, and see what we saw on this, all right? Well, when the moment of their uh, – when the ball started moving early on, the good things started to happen, and my my face was full of excitement. I was just like, oh, man, this is this is it. This is what we wanted the whole time. All I want is, is this team to share the ball. And – Next thing you know, Boston starts sharing the ball, and they get good looks out of it, man. I just – it's crazy. They they started off the game four or five from three. By the time they hit seven minutes and 18 seconds left in that first quarter, and just put this in perspective. They start off the game four or five, right, from three. Last game at halftime, they were four of 24. So to see that type of turnaround, especially from the three-point line, it, the difference was they weren't forcing, you know, shots. They weren't forcing three-pointers. They weren't like ISO three-pointers at all. They were three-pointers that were taking off of really good passes. They really rotated the ball around really nicely and got a lot of really good looks. And this is something that I've been preaching. I think that this team here is best uh, when they are – in full commitment to each other. When they believe in each other and they're passing and rotating that basketball, one, it wears out the defense. Two, it makes the defense move and get out of position. Three, if it gets out of position, those shots end up being wide open. And you saw a lot of open shots tonight because Boston was able to really rotate and I was just in love with it. I thought this was the this is the type of things that I wanted from this team. I thought Smart's playmaking today was insane. Let's see what Marcus Smart had assist wise tonight. He had ten assists. 
Marcus Smart had 10 assists, man. He only had six points, but he was doing a lot of playmaking. He took six shots tonight. That's insane. So just lovely to see Marcus Smart really running that playmaking ability and and doing a lot for everybody else, getting the ball in the right spots. The best thing about um, Marcus Smart when he's passing like this is that as soon as he touches the ball, he's already looking for somebody to pass it to. In, unless he's in one of those heat check moods, he's he's if he's not open, he's touching that ball. It's in his hand for less than a half a second, and he's moving it. And that becomes contagious at times. And next thing you know, the other players are starting to move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. That was something I really loved tonight from Marcus Smart. I think he did a lot of good things with moving the ball and getting the guys to move the ball as well. So just a big praise on Marcus Smart. Thought he did a great job there. He also was plus 19. Um, that was the third highest uh, tied with Jason Tatum in, in the starting lineup tonight. So despite only having six points, he did a lot of good things and opened up a lot of looks for him. Two-minute mark of that first quarter, the Celtics had a trust-your-teammates possession. This was the ultimate one, okay? I'm talking like you may have even thought that they overpassed, but I'm okay with them overpassing at this point because this Celtics team has not looked like they had confidence in each other. And they've been playing a lot of iso ball, and that's what I think has been the downfall of this team. So I think it was very big for the Celtics here to really come out and be a unit. That two-minute mark, man, I'm telling you, go back and watch that. It started with a Tatum iso. And you're like, okay, this is going to be a Tatum iso. He's going to force a shot up, or he's going to drive, whatever. You know, It's a typical Tatum iso play. Tatum ends up giving the ball up. He's over on the right wing at the three. And he gives it, he swings it to the top of the of three-point line. And next thing you know, they pass it down into the paint from there. I think it was Cornette that gave up like a wide open look at the rim, who passes it into the corner. And then the corner ends up passing it right back to, to Jason Tatum. But all that ball movement rotated. And literally Jason Tatum had nobody within three to four feet of his shot. And he just buried a three-pointer. And that's something that I I wish that they showed more of. And I hope that they continue to do this. Especially against teams that are, no offense to the Houston Rockets, but teams that are more uh, talent level that's comparable to the Celtics and and greater just because these type of plays are winning plays. These are the type of plays you need. These are the type of plays you need to show up when you're playing the Bucks, when you're playing the Nets, when you're playing the Sixers or even the Mavericks like they just played last game. I think that they they're they're kind of getting more comfortable with each other in the sense of like understanding they need to rotate the ball more. I, I believe that this team is headed in the right direction. I'm hoping that, you know, this really fuels them and is like, hey, all right, Mavericks game, we let it slip. Finished off that one pretty strong. Just didn't have enough in it. This game was more consistent throughout to, to really give a good effort. And hopefully that's a recipe for moving forward to getting better and, and really rotating the ball around. Also, Robert Williams, man. Yeah. Robert Williams, time lord. I'm telling you, this guy is just a bolt of energy. I call him the lightning bolt of the starting five now because this man does a lot of good things. He's the big version of Marcus Smart. Dude fights. He fights. He dives. He's big energy on the court. He dives for loose balls. He 
gets extra possessions for grabbing rebounds, attacks the rim with the intent to to really be aggressive. Um, we got a, we got some career highs actually from Robert Williams tonight. Uh, Twenty points is his career high, and he had that in twenty six minutes tonight on nine of nine from the field. So he's perfect from the field. Two of three from the free throw line. He also had a career high in assists. Yeah, Robert Williams had eight assists tonight. Eight assists, man, and nine rebounds. He literally was a, a rebound and two assists away from a, a triple double. He was magnificent tonight. He was the second on the team in plus minus with plus 22. Uh, it was just remarkable. When he was on the court, he did a lot of good things. He had the least amount of minutes out of the starters, and he was the most impactful, I felt like. I felt Robert Williams did a lot of good things, and and I was just proud to see the ability he had in, in taking taking over the starting role, and he's progressing and growing in front of our eyes, and it's really I really appreciate it. I like the way that he took the challenge of – going against Christian Wood, who has been a monster. Christian Wood had 19 points and 10 rebounds. So, what, you got, and, and he played a total of six more minutes than Robert Williams. And Robert Williams still scored more than him. He only out-rebounded Robert Williams by one. And Robert Williams had five more assists. So, Way to go, Time Lord. Way to go. This, this is the type of performance we need from him. This is the type of growth we want to see. And this is why people are excited about Robert Williams being the future center for the Boston Celtics. This is the type of games right here that we're like, holy crap. If he really develops into this, it's going to unlock a new level for this team. And I, I just think I'm encouraged with it. And I'm hacked. I know we miss Daniel Tice, but at the same time, I'm encouraged with the Robert Williams uh, effect of this. I think the growth this year is going to be crucial for what the Celtics want to do as far as the future comes. So, uh, love that from Robert Williams tonight. Uh, Celtics ended that first half on a 9 0 run. Rob had a team high of plus 15 at halftime. Yeah, and there was also 15 assists on 21 buckets in that first half. Crazy part is, they ended up dropping another 20 assists the rest of the game. 20 assists. So, I think something to take away from this game is that the ball movement was real. They started to trust each other a lot. Jalen Brown at the 451 mark. Oh my God, dude. Uh, he finished a tough layup, right? Drive into the hoop, and he clearly got hit in the face, but they didn't call it. And Jason Tatum is like pissed, full blown pissed. Jalen Brown, who normally is pretty calm and cool, was so mad he just throws a fist, you know, towards their direction of a ref, and just is like pretty much blatantly saying, "How'd you miss that call?" Blah blah, blah and gets a tech instantly. Gets a tech instantly, and I'm telling you, it, it was it was crazy because as soon as he got that tech, you saw Jalen Brown like get into almost like a Super Saiyan mode. If you've ever, for all my Dragon Ball Z fans out there, if you've ever seen like one of the Dragon Ball Z episodes, it's like they end up are in like Super Saiyan one, but they're getting their their butt kicked, and then next thing you know, they end up getting angry and angry and angry, and they unlock a new level or Super Saiyan. So Jalen Brown reached a new level of Super Saiyan after he got hit. And then 
come down a, a minute and a half or so later at the 314 mark of the third, you got to go back and watch this. If you didn't watch the game, you need to go watch this this part of the game. Go to the 314 of that third quarter. Jalen Brown caught a body on Kenyon Martin Jr. I'm talking drove to the middle straight up in your face. I'm a body you. Get a get a body bag. Get him out of here. What is Kenyon Martin Jr. doing? You know what? You think you're your dad? You're not your dad tonight because Jalen Brown's your dad tonight. And Jalen Brown put him up in a body bag and said bye bye. So that was just something really crazy. Um, I thought Jalen Brown did a good job of, of responding to that tech and I'm not really upset with the tech because I, I, I think showing that you care, man, like you're frustrated and you're showing it and you're like, Hey, I, I know I just made that bucket, but I'm, I'm frustrated, man. I think I should be getting these calls, blah, blah, blah. The motion, the energy, you know, you got fans back in the building. This is the second time that they've seen you, or second or third time that they've seen you in, in person. And this was the type of energy you put out. I loved it. You know, Robert Williams ended up getting a similar play down the line as well and got a technical foul as well. So two technical fouls tonight, one from Jalen Brown and one from Robert Williams. So great, great enthusiasm from the guys just saying like, hey, man, we're pissed off like they showed that energy tonight and I, I appreciate that from an effort standpoint of them just really being committed on that end that was something I was really proud of of this team and something that I've been wanting to see from them and uh going to that fourth quarter oh my lord you know going into this game and you're watching all the way through three quarters like okay Fournier not doing much again it's got to be because of the fit, right? What, what What's wrong with this guy? New team. How long is it going to take for him to get comfortable? Blah, blah. You know, I think a lot of worries went through the heads of Celtics fans. Like, man, we just got this guy on a one-year rental, and he gave us six points in two games. And then this first three quarters of this game, he was like one of five from the field. Well, Fournier hit, hit some shots in that fourth quarter, <laughs> to say the least. The man went insane. He had a point where he hit three consecutive threes in a row in that fourth quarter, and it just it just blew the lid off the lead. It was just like, okay, yeah, the Celtics are rolling now. This this game's gonna be going out of hand, and you're just like, holy shoot, you know, holy shit. Um, it was just an insane takeover. Uh, Fournier sat the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, and he still finished with a career high of twenty points in the fourth quarter. He's that's his most points he's ever scored in the fourth quarter in his career he's been in the league for like eight nine years and he just went berserk in there and not only that he finished with a career best seven threes the man went 7-11 from downtown so he just lit up man it was just like he could not miss in that fourth quarter he was just i think he hit like i want to say he hit six three-pointers six of his seven three-pointers was in that fourth quarter i believe it was yeah because he was one of five going into the fourth so that dude just went insane blew the lid off said let's go let's go home you know um bye bye houston i'm gonna give my this is the type of stuff we needed instead of letting a team like houston crawl back in the fourth quarter like the celtics have let teams in the past and then you're like well, you got to throw Jason Tatum back out there, and you got to throw Jalen Brown back out there, and you're like, oh, no, you know. And it's like 
And you you got to be able to reduce your starters' minutes to have them more fresh and more energized for future games. And tonight they did a lot of that because Jason Tatum only played 32 tonight instead of 37. It's five extra minutes he normally you know doesn't play. Jalen Brown left due to an injury. Um, does sound like he is okay, uh, but he played 27 minutes tonight, and they were okay because Evan Fournier was so nice. And then you got Kemba Walker, 28 minutes. Robert Williams, 26. Marcus Smart, 27. Those are the type of minutes you'd like to see in a blowout win. You know, you to be able to only have one guy over 30 minutes is an ideal situation to rest guys and keep them fresh. That's how you keep guys from getting worn out too quickly. And the Celtics haven't had enough of those games where they've been able to sit guys like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown or Kemba Walker. You know, so and they've really been needing games like this more often. Um, at the 408 of that fourth quarter, I I don't think I was ever anticipating something along these lines, but Smart ended up receiving an alley-oop and dunking it, which was insane. You know, uh, it was a pass by Tremont Waters, who got some playing, you know, garbage time in the last four minutes. Um, I was just like, holy crap. Uh, did not see that coming yet. <laughs> he passed it to Tremont Waters on that left side of the wing and just got a backdoor screen, uh, straight up the middle and went up there and, and finished it with a lob dunk. And I was just like, huh, that's weird. Uh, I, that Not only was that Marcus Smart's first alley-oop of the season, but that was actually his first dunk of the year. First time Marcus Smart dunked this year was on an alley-oop um, this far in the season. I was uh, shocked to hear that, uh, to say the least. And what a, what a turn of events that was, huh? <laughs> Brent brought the house down a little bit. You heard the crowd get a little loud on that one. And it was nice just hearing, you know, the TD Garden roar with some excitement again, you know? Um, in this game, 35 assists total ties the season high this year. Um, I just want to put that a little bit in perspective, though, that that's the fourth time that they've been over 30. And you're like, okay, that, that doesn't sound too bad. And then there's a little bit more research into it, and you go, okay. You remember that Kyrie Irving last season that everybody was like, oh, this team is, you know, they don't want to play together, blah, blah, blah. Well, that team had five games straight, consecutive, that they had at least 30 assists or more. So that just puts it in perspective that this is why I think this team needs the ball movement, and I am hoping that they move forward with that ability to really exceed at trusting themselves more that's something that needs to happen because if they don't end up trusting each other more then that's where the wheels start to fall off all right gonna jump into some of the bad things i'm not gonna go too harsh on them here just because it was a big win and and when there's big wins it's harder to find those bad things but there still were some bad things early on they were pretty foul happy then four fouls in that first six minutes of the first quarter. Just just got to be more disciplined on the defensive side. I thought they were still pretty loose on the defensive end. Houston just missed a lot of their open looks. It's a young team, a very hungry team, but a young team with no true scoring, consistent scores outside of Christian Wood. It, they're more of a you-contain-Christian-Wood-type team, and, and you should walk out with the, with the win. So Christian Wood is their number one priority of if he's having like a monster game then they have a chance it's not even like a guarantee win it's just more of like hey we you know christian woods went and dropped 30 points and 12 rebounds 
we're within eight points. Maybe we get a win. And that's how it's been for them this season. And But, I mean, they're a team that's definitely on the rebuild and the up-and-coming. Probably going to get a top three pick in this year's draft coming up. And I would love to have a top three pick in this year's draft because I'll tell you what. Cade Cunningham, nice ball player. Evan Mobley, beautiful ball, ball player. Jalen Suggs, still in the tournament. Go watch the Zags game. Just go watch the Zags game. It's it's pretty impressive of what uh, what type of talent's going to be coming into the NBA here the next year. So very uh, intriguing with that. Also going in with the, some of the bad stuff here. Houston attacking Kemba Walker. I think the Celtics need to get more creative on how to blanket Kemba Walker from being attacked so much. Teams just seem to be they seem to be really uh, attacking him and focusing on him. They they try to run posts out of through him and and on him. So it's just like Jesus, man. Uh, it, I I feel sorry for Kemba Walker. You know, it's like I understand he's like not the greatest defender, but it, it's almost like every possession they pick on him. It whether it's the Houston Rockets or another team, it's it's insane. Um, so just some things I want to see scheme wise from Brad Stevens. See if he has any cards up his sleeve to really relieve some of that for Kemba Walker, so he's not always like like damn. <laughs> Feel like he has a lot of a lot of pressure on him on the defensive end. It's it's pretty wearing, you know. And a guy for a guy who's really has a knee issue, and we're just trying to make sure he stays healthy. Uh, definitely want to see if we can find a way to relieve some of that tension uh, on the defensive end. Uh, some things, even though Fournier did really well in that fourth quarter, I had some notes on him in that first three quarters. He's been pretty undecisive. And what I mean by that is he'll catch the ball and he'll have the space he had in Orlando where he would just pull up and just drill it. You can see that the half-second hesitation he has now. So I just want to see him really get comfortable. And I'll tell you what, the fourth quarter kind of just changed my mind. I had that written down like before the fourth quarter even came. And I was just like, of course, you know, I write down that he has been undecisive and doesn't look comfortable yet. And then next thing you know, he goes in the fourth quarter and just explodes for 20 points because I, I predicted that. Yeah, that's that's what I thought was going to happen, guys. So just great stuff there from Evan Fournier. Thought he did a good job of bringing himself together and you know he he knew that he wasn't playing well but he also knows that he's uh, a vet you know he's he's been in the year, in league for eight nine years and he knows what he's capable of at the end of the day he's a 18 19 point per game sh- score nearly 20 points per game and he's a walking bucket man he can heat up and, and knock down some tough shots he's able to create his own looks and everything like that so there's also some points in this game where the Rockets made a little pushback. I, I don't want to say that they like fully came back or anything, but it, it was more of on the, the Celtics side where Celtics seemed to just like slow their tempo and, and just said, well, eh, whatever. My body, their body language was not fun. It was, it, it was reminiscent of like how they started out that Dallas game before they turned it on. And that's just something that I want broken. It's just a bad habit, man. I just look at it and I'm like, oh my god! Just so like, the effort's free, man. Effort's literally free. It's literally internal. Go out there and, and put some effort in. That's all it is. Work hard. It's just hard work. 
love the game and, and really play at a hard level. You know, Michael Jordan is a good example of somebody who played every game like it was his last. I know that's like a cliche line, but um, yeah, that's what's, what Celtics fans expect. That's what we call Celtics basketball is playing every game like your life depends on it. Die for loose balls, hustle, sprint down the court, push the tempo, make a team. You're supposed to be wearing out the team. You're bullying bully them. We want to see you bully them. We want you to put this team away in the second quarter. Come out the gate swinging and just say, put them away in the second quarter and don't, don't look back. You know, I mean, put a beat down on them like we saw the beat down today in uh, Tampa as the Warriors visit the Toronto Raptors. Uh, just go look at the final score if you don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe the this isn't, uh, you know, a podcast for that those teams. But I'm pulling up that score real quick because uh, it was it was a shocking number. Let's see here. Um, yeah, uh, Warriors had 77 points and the Rockets had 130, or not the Rockets, but the Raptors had 130. Holy moly, that's that's quite the beatdown, you know. Um, a little tough there, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's wow. Uh, I love for I love the Celtics to get a big win like that. Uh, I think it'd be good for the morale, and I I don't think they're that far from being able to do it, especially against a team like Houston like this. They they're definitely capable of it if they were to play all forty eight minutes with that level of intensity, and maybe maybe they won't be able to get that far, but just because I don't know if their bench unit is as strong, but they should be able to at least do like thirty points, you know, thirty thirty five, like they they almost did last time. I thought um, in that second quarter, they settled a lot for three-pointers. And they hit the front of the rim like, I want to say like six possessions in a row or something like that. I'm just like, all right, guys. So um, you're hitting the front of the rim uh, by shooting long distance. Why don't we, even if it's a mid-range, I know Brad Stevens is not a big fan of the mid-range, and they have even encouraged Jalen Brown to shoot more threes in the mid-range, although... Jalen Brown did have a couple mid-range jumpers, and they were quite good. I will tell you that. He knocked those down and was, was solid. So just just some thoughts there. I uh, also thought that I didn't like the level of intensity going into halftime from the Celtics. The only two guys that seemed that they had that level of energy was Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, which... The Marcus Smart one comes in no surprise because the dude's a maniac and he just hustles like nobody else's business. But um, Robert Williams was really good just because he was diving on the floor, getting to lose balls, trying to get extra possessions, finding a way to crash to the to the rim and really get open looks, easy looks, and and get some some buckets that were just dunks, you know, just solid solid easy buckets, you know, get them get himself going. So I didn't like that. Going into the fourth, both teams with 11 turnovers. The difference in that. So they both had 11 turnovers going into that fourth quarter. Boston scored seven points off those turnovers. Hmm. Not good. Especially when you compare it to Houston's 25. Houston scored 25 off turnovers. And I think the blaring thing in that is when the Celtics turn over the ball, they don't hustle. They don't hustle back. There's no energy. There's no effort. And that's where I'm like, 
I really want to see that effort. I just want to see it. I don't even care if the team scores. I don't care if we lose. I do care if we lose, but at the same time, like I'm, what my point is, I care less if we lost hustling. If we lost hustling, then it's a situation where I'm like, okay, I don't, I, I understand it. You know, they went out there and they really played hard, but when they go out there and they have these lackluster effort, I'm just like, man, y'all gotta be better than that. I know they're better than that. I've been watching them. The last little bad note I had written down here was at the 6.45 mark of that fourth quarter, Jalen Brown did limp off and headed to the locker room. Turns out that Brad Stevens was told by the medical staff that Jalen Brown's fine. It was a little bump, knee knee bump. I think it was with Avery Bradley, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure, but you can go back at that 6.45-minute mark of that fourth quarter and check it out. It looks like their knees just bumped. It was the knee that Jalen Brown's been having issues with this year with that tendonitis. And uh, so that's just something to watch for as far as moving forward. Some final thoughts here. A much-needed win from Boston. I loved it. Um, I, I will note that there has been some moments, and I don't know if I'm just overlooking or looking too far into it, not overlooking, but looking way too much into it, is I've noticed sometimes that in these little timeouts and Brad Stevens is sitting there talking that the team doesn't always look super engaged. And I'm only noting this because I'm having concerns with how the season's been if they are – and trust with or do they still believe in Brad Stevens is Brad Stevens the guy that they want to be the coach of this team is he the one that motivates them to play at a high level and these are questions that have to be asked at this point just because it's like how the season has been and I understand that this season's been a lot different but just something to look forward uh towards uh, you know moving forward I'm, I'm keeping a good eye on how they react to each other in those team huddles and stuff I saw a lot of times where it was Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum the two Jays the two best players on the team kind of just like eh, whatever you know and it was just I I was just like wow that they just don't seem like they even care what Brad Stevens is even talking about right now so uh, t- I, I could be looking into nothing but it's just something I've seen so but as far as that goes guys I, I'm gonna wrap it up right here remember you can find us on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Please go and give us a five-star review. Or five-star, I'm sorry, go give us a five-star rating. Write a review. Write something nice. Write something funny. Whatever you want to write, just write something for me, please. And then also, you can find us on Twitter at Celtics for anything as far as show posts. Um, we also retweet some other things as well, some stats and stuff like that. But if you really want all the live updates and stuff like that or any reactions, and or you just want to ask, hey, Patrick, you know, I, I want to know why you thought this, or you just want to come over and just be like, I don't like your takes, you know, you're dumb. Cool. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Opinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. For anything Celtics related, I am Patrick Lounsbury. This is the Hoopball Celtics. We are presented by Hoopball here. I appreciate every one of you guys stopping by tonight and checking us out. 
Um, I hope to hear, hopefully I'm, I'm going to be somebody you guys listen to in the future, you know, and we're just going to be getting ready for this Boston Celtics road trip or, or home stand still to finish out. And then they'll be going on a road trip eventually on uh, next Sunday. So uh, happy Easter, is it? Uh, or do I see you Easter? Nope. I'll see you on Easter. Happy Easter though, early Easter. And I will see you guys on Sunday as the Celtics welcome in the Charlotte Hornets. Later guys. See ya.